Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Sliding onto the show to share her journey with us today is a woman who truly exemplifies what it means to be a go-getter and to be of service. She holds a bachelor's degree in youth development from Springfield College, has worked extensively in the fields of nutrition and youth services, and her newest endeavor, Why Superstars, is dedicated to helping people get their time and energy back in order to have the lifestyle, home, and business God designed for them. Her services include modalities such as story work, language sessions, nutritional therapy sessions, public speaking, and group training and facilitation. So please help me in welcoming Patricia Kelly Zito to the show. Patty, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> We crushed it. <laughs> intro on fleek. <laughs> wow. What an intro. This is, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, that was great. I'm excited to be here. Right. Hell yeah. I'm excited to have you here. And, you know, looking into your background, it was so fun because, you know, I uh, studied psychology and a lot of that was like child psych and youth development and such. So when I was looking over your background, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun conversation. So I'm really excited to have you here, (laughs) you know, and, you know. It's so awesome to have you on to share your journey with the listeners. And speaking of your journey, I'd love it if you could share your journey with us and fill us in on how you got to where you are today, how you got to on this show today. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, it really started with the song. And this is back in the 90s when mm. I still had a Walkman. You know what that is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a couple Walkmans. You know, I'm 29, so I was just at that crux between, like, you know, CD players and iPods and all the craziness that went along with it. So, yeah, I'm familiar with Walkmans. <laughs> yes. It was a yellow Sony one. Oh, uh, I think it was a sports. So, yeah, we're going way back. This is, like, early 90s. Uh, and the song was This House by Stacey. Spencer, yeah, that's her last name. Nice. And yeah, and I still remember because just a few weeks ago, my husband and I, we did, um, we visited our first neighborhood, and that's in Bayside, Queens, in New York. And I totally connected to that day that I was literally walking to Wallbound, listening to the song, and I basically stopped and I said, Yup. I'm going to change the world. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do exactly what this woman is saying right here. It was the beat to it, the the lyrics, you, me, we can make a difference. And I was sold because before that song, it was really all about complaining about everything and anyone because I didn't want to be here in the United States. I'm actually Mm. from Peru. Oh, awesome. Yes, I was born in Peru, and I came to the States in 1987. So that song, just it was like a switch, like something exploded. And I said, all right, I'm here for a reason. And uh, just dedicating myself to helping others and and trying to figure out what the heck am I good at, right? Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to change the world? And fast forward, same neighborhood in, in Queens, New York. I um, had moved just from Miami back to New York, 
and I am looking for a job at a gym <laughs> because that's what I want to do. I, I love working out, and that's what I wanted to do. So I took a Yellow Pages again. I don't know if I'm really like uh, I'm going back. I'm talking about Walkman and yeah. uh, the Yellow Pages. My mom still uses <laughs> both of those, so trust me, I am very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching those people rip yellow books in half. You know, that was like a big thing back then. I could rip a whole yellow book yes. in half, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and I just went down to all the gyms. I started calling them and I said, I printed out a whole bunch of resumes and I just went out and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a job at a gym. And my very last gym for me to visit was the gym at the YMCA in Flushing, right at Northern Boulevard. And uh, so I go in and I turn in my last resume and they told me, you know, I'm sorry, we're not looking for anyone, but we'll take your resume. So I'm walking up the stairs and I see this big sign that says hiring now. And I'm like, okay, what are you hiring? Mm-hmm. So I walk in <laughs> and on the top it says summer camp. And, you know, I walked in, I was like, hey, you guys still hiring? And uh, Sylvia, I'll never forget, she goes, yes, yes, we are. Do you have your resume? And I was like, oh, you know what? I just literally gave my last resume, but I have my USB. Would you do me a favor and print out the resume? And then she goes, you know what? Just I've never had anybody told me to do something for them <laughs> when they want a job. And I was like, well, would you, would you, be, would you mind, you know, print it out? And she basically said, you have yourself an interview. I mean, for, forget your resume. I want you to come, you know, whatever that day was, Monday, 4 p.m. And long story short, I became a camp counselor. And um, I, I'm sorry, they actually hired me for an administrative assistant because uh, that was a little bit of my background. I want to work at a gym at a front desk. And do what I do. Welcome people. Tell them hello. You're awesome. And so I, it's my first day of camp, Ryan. I'm walking in, looking cute as an administrator, like the camp assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally, I'm in the assembly room. And I'll never forget this because Billy, he came in and he threw a T-shirt at me that said, counselor camp counselor i'm like why are you giving me this shirt i'm taking attendance and he's like well someone just quit and i need you to be a camp counselor and i was like wait what he's like yeah i thought you interviewed for both positions and i was like i did but it was only babysitting but okay i'm gonna give it a try and long story short i became a camp counselor for 10 souls and I literally went up the ranks at the YMCA from camp counselor to after school counselor to specialist to then a team leader to a coordinator and then to an assistant director. Uh, and that's when I had to decide if I wanted to continue this career. And that's when I went to Springfield College. And Springfield College is the basically the YMCA professional school for YMCAs across the world. Mm. And I had no idea that that place was going to change my life or even at that YMCA because I knew I wanted to make, make an impact. I didn't know how. And um, that was the first time in my life that I felt that I actually was good at something. Wow, I'm really good with children. This, this is what I do. I love facilitating. Uh, I love being in front of people. 
and for the first time in my life, I felt alive. And um, and I was 23 too. I was not young. Um, most people are camp counselors when they're like 16. I was already 23 years old. I dropped out of college, and the only reason when I went back to college was because I wanted to become. I didn't want to be the assistant director anymore. I wanted to be the director. Mm. And in order to do that, you needed a bachelor's. And I packed my bags and I went to Springfield, Massachusetts, <laughs> <laughs> to your state. Right? Yes, right. to my That's state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw that on uh, on your LinkedIn, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" And like me being the silly person I am, like, I wonder if that's in Springfield, Mass. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah Durr, of course it was. You know, um, so that's awesome. That's so cool. You know, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things I heard there, too, um, was that, you know, you really enjoyed it. You know, you really got a lot of energy for it, right, or from it. And, you know, that cannot be overstated or understated, you know, overstated enough um, with everyone listening right now is that, you know, we overcomplicate the things that we do a lot. You know, I'm speaking for myself right now, too. Um, and, you know, you did a perfect thing, which is like you just – you know, you described that it gave you energy, right? Like it gave you more energy to do this. So you continue okay. doing it, you know? And that's like one of the first questions I ask, like my clients, when they come up with an issue, I'm like, is that issue giving you energy or taking energy away from you? You know, and that's a really good telltale sign, whether or not it's worth, you know, going into more, because there are some things like, for instance, like this podcast and whatever, like there'll be days where I'm tired. Right. And like, you know, I feel a little drained, but when I do an episode, it yeah. always gives me more. Um, so I, I really yeah. like that aspect of uh, what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally became obsessed of the question of what is your spark? Mm. What gives you energy? Mm. Um, in in meeting after school um, programs and summer camps because it was something that I never. I mean, you know, twenty three. I mean, most twenty three year olds are already graduated from college. They are in their careers, and I had dropped out out of college. I went to three different colleges at that time, and I was like, nope, college is not for me because. Um, I just get interested in one thing and I started with psychology. Then I wanted to become a PE teacher. And then, you know, I was like, I don't know what I want. And when I, you know, when he threw that shirt at me and I was in front of children and in the energy that I was getting was something that you don't get that at just at a job. You get that when you find your calling. Mm. And, uh, it, and you know, and, and that's the name of my company, too. It's, it's called Why Superstars because it's a question. The question is, why superstars? And the answer is because you are. Mm. Um, I had many parents, especially colleagues, like, why do you keep calling the kids superstars? I'm like, <laughs> because they are. Yeah. They are. And that was my answer all summer long. And I don't know if you saw the movies. Did you see the movie Superstars um, with, uh, what is his name? Oh, my goodness. He's really tall from SML. Um, Will. Will Ferrell? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I did see. Was that, did that come out a while ago? In 2000. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I remember watching that with my father, actually. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. And I literally, the whole cam, I would walk around, do her little 
two-piece signs up, threw myself on the floor, and I'll be a oh, superstar, right? And that, <laughs> that was, I was known for superstar at that camp. Yeah. And it just became a thing. It became mm. like, the, hey, that's uh, that's actually, <laughs> I mean, what was it, like 2018, I did a training back at that YMCA, like I don't, 18 years later, and somebody walked up to me, and she goes, you're a superstar? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Wait, you still remember that? That was 18 years ago. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's 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 because you know that that question. If we if we could ask that question of of children, uh, but then if we could just stop for a second and ask ourselves that, right? Mm. Like, what's my spark? What gives me energy? Mm. You know, what what's what, what is something that I love? So. Yeah. Yeah, I love the movie for so many reasons, and uh, but it really it started for me at that camp. Camp, it was a uh, geek camp. That was my camp because there was sub um, camps to that big camp, and mine was geek camp. And it was I connected for the first time with like a tribe. That was my first tribe, I would say, that I experienced. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, you know, and it's so <laughs> yes, cool, it's you know. Yeah, like I've I've said this analogy before on uh on this podcast, so forgive me for saying it again, all the listeners that have listened along. But you know, like when a snail is born, right? Like a snail doesn't have parents around to tell it where to go to get water, where to go, where to go to get food. All it knows is whether it's moving towards energy or away from energy, you know. Oh, and you know, and like yeah, and like like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, it's like. You know, we overcomplicate life so much as human beings because we let our mind into the driver's seat when if our heart and our soul is allowed to drive, we just know that feeling. You know, we know what a yes feels like. We know what a no feels like. And, you know, that's like the infinite source of wisdom within all of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and it, it takes time for us to reflect on what we really want mm. because we're, if we're just constantly busy, and this is like my journey right now, as you mentioned, it's like, okay, so why superstars? We help people get their time and energy back, right? Mm. Time to for what matters the most and the energy to spend it with our loved ones. Yeah. For, for us, at the end of the day, that's what I want. I want to travel. I want to continue to do videos i want to interview right that's what i want <laughs> yeah. to do i want to i want to be with people and i want to have that energy um so yeah so reflecting for me has been huge and and, and as you know now that we get to reflect with our journals right like when we're writing mm. our stories when we're able to <laughs> put that into writing that to me was just a completely different level <laughs> of reflection yeah <laughs> you know and i love that you I love that you touched on time there too, because, you know, I feel, um, myself included for many years, you know, I had a, you know, a, a weird thing going on in my mind where I thought that money was the most valuable resource because of course, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what we're taught, uh, unconsciously throughout our lives, but really yeah. it's time, you know, because if we have more time, we can always make more money, but if we have money, uh-huh. but no time, like, what does it really matter? Right. And right. that's like, you know, the story you hear about, oh, you know, the billionaires that are 80 years old would give all their money away if they could have their health back, you know? And, um, especially where we live, you know, New York and Boston, uh, two of the places that I feel like need our work the most, you know, because so many people are just so disenfranchised with like how, uh, what life is supposed to look like, 
you know, and where happiness truly comes from, you know, and, you know, then you get into like the whole materialistic thing and capitalism. And, you know, uh, one of the quotes uh, my dad used to say jokingly was, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it will rent the shit out of it, you know, and it's 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 kind of true in a way, you know, because so many of us um, have fallen into that uh, mindset of like, oh, you know, like and it's unconscious a lot of the time. It's like like how many times did you have you heard like the term retail therapy, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go buy some things yeah. and feel good, you know, and yep. and I'm not saying you should never do that. It's just that, you know, sometimes people depend solely on buying things for for enjoyment and uh, fulfillment. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The best thing from in life are not things, you know, yeah. but we, we go to staples so we can feel organized. Yes. Yeah, we'll buy everything. <laughs> but do nothing. Do nothing about it. We're just like have a pretty calendar in the best pen, but really we 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 buy we consume because for the feeling, you yeah. know, and that's that's where where my husband and I because he he also his background is also in youth development, and um, so we hit that point where we were both really into our careers and uh, making over six figures like together. Mm. However. We didn't have time for each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, there yeah. was no time for us. And the only time was in August that we will go on vacation. I mean, it would, it's nice to go on vacation every year. However, I mean, work all the rest of your 52 weeks and mm. just the 7 a.m. that I call it the worry hours, the 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. when you're in this field, <laughs> especially during summer. You know, um, yeah, that definitely was a turning point. You know, mm-hmm. like, whoa, yes, we're making money, but we we have no time for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, and then for me, well, actually now, to to really looking back at my story, it, it really happened when I woke up at two a.m. Uh, thinking that I'm gonna get a stroke. Uh, maybe like two, three years before, my mom had one, so I was I felt I was having the same symptoms. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't feel my left arm. Um, my, I could hear only my heart, and so I'm waking up Jimmy, and I'm like, uh, babe, you need to call 911. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna die. Yeah. And it, if it wasn't for that event of like standing in front of the ambulance door to ask myself, like, is this it? All right, so yeah, this great youth development career, right? Like from a camp counselor to leading like 1,500 children at five different sites and all this, and this is amazing. And this is my story. Like I'm going down because I'm working at the Y, <laughs> you know. Uh, I really have to ask myself that question, and and that's 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 the journey of nutritional therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I my, my sleep really took um, a big hold because when we're when we're lacking time time, we think that if we sleep less then we have more time and that's actually <laughs> not true yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the opposite right? another that's slippery slope sleep. yeah yeah you don't <laughs> sleep the dumber you become and oh, i was yeah. really going down that path yeah um for that so yeah but yeah, yeah. Time, time and energy it's um it's what i'm really passionate about obviously because um, I didn't have it. I complained about it a lot. And then when we, when I became a nutritional therapy consultant, that was the reason most of my clients will not, well, at least that was the, the reason that we're telling themselves 
um, is that they didn't have time to implement the nutritional recommendations. Mm. So, and so it bothers me. I don't like taking money from people and in my service is not really working, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and so I have to ask myself like, okay, what is it about time? Why is everyone talking about the lack of time? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when you go into the journey and you overcome something, at least for me, I forgot that I was there at one point. <laughs> I was yeah. literally there, you know, like what I was complaining and so instead of like saying, what the heck is wrong with my client? I, I took at least a year or so to really like interview people. And, and hence like my, my youth developer YouTube channel, when I, I, I interview a lot of youth developers and, you know, really wanted to find out what were they doing with their time? You know, like how can we play? How can we um, better take care of ourselves, you know? So, yeah, I, I, when, when I have a question, I become a bit obsessed <laughs> <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So. And I, I don't blame you, you know, like honestly, um, I'm the exact same way, you know, and I'm glad you brought up sleep too, because, um, you know, it's something that I never, like, I've always, uh, been very strict about getting at least eight hours every night. Um, you know, being really into exercise and fitness, I understood the connection between, uh, you know, gains and, uh, sleep, you know, and, and also like the nights that I wouldn't sleep good. Um, I wouldn't train as well. So, I always kind of had that and I always slept like a, like a rock, you know, um, I've always had really, really healthy sleep habits. Um, I definitely go to bed a little late, but I always make sure to work it out. But it wasn't until I met Rachel, my girlfriend, that I really realized, um, just how many people have, have sleep issues, you know, and she's had like chronic insomnia to the point where she's had to go to the hospital before. And, and, you know, since then I've really helped a lot of my clients through that because, um, I've seen what's helped her. I've seen kind of like the, the tracing it backwards and, you know, the story work and everything like that. And, you know, it's really just been a huge eye opener for me. And, you know, one of the other things you brought up that I would love to touch upon too is, you know, like we do all this, you know, self-development work and, you know, we put in the effort and put in the work. And then, you know, just like you were saying, like, I forgot what it was like. Like, I didn't realize that I had overcome the things I had overcome until people started saying like, Hey, like that video you made helped me. And I'm like, huh, like interesting. Like, that's weird, you know? And, and so like, realizing like the and having empathy for where people Mm. are at in their journey you know and actually using Mm -hmm. their language you know too which is a huge part of like marketing uh when you're doing coaching or anything right and i'm sure you've gone heavy into that too you know like using your client's language to be able to identify with them and and show them like hey i get where you're at and i've gone through like these costly expensive mistakes and i can help you you know and uh yeah it's super beneficial so i'm really glad you brought that up (laughs) yeah no it helps a lot as coaches because it's really not about us uh Mm. it's about their it's really just walking them through the funnel (laughs) i um i've said this so many times i wanted to get to the heart of things like Mm. that was like my thing i want breakthrough i want to like i want them to have a breakthrough i want them to see i want them to have an aha moment you know like the same way i did and uh yeah no you have to walk with your clients it's certainly a journey that i you know i had to learn 
um, probably more when my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer because I I dove really deep into cancer. I also went, um, I, I reached out to one of my colleagues and I joined, I, I invested a lot in becoming a cancer specialist in, in, in prevention with nutrition because she was also from the same nutritional therapy association that I was and I wanted to learn everything from her. And um, she eventually started seeing my mom. However, my mom, who is the middle of her protocol, just being with her, just decided, no, I, I don't want to do this. Uh, I don't want to talk about my past or stories. I just want to have surgery. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know that for a long time. I was very much bitter with my mom. So here mm-hmm. I am. Um, being compassionate and having empathy for others, but not my mom, (laughs) you know, and and it helped me to really look at myself and Mm. be like, okay, this is probably why I have a hard time when I don't see people having results, you know, and it's, it's, um, am I really walking with people? I'm not, I, I want them to have like this breakthrough right away and um it was very humbling my mom lives downstairs for me (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so it's uh it's really like in in the accountability um that keeps me humble and it it continues to remind me that people aren't in their own journey Mm. you know and uh i i had a program i used to call the seven weeks it was my Balanced Mastery University. That was my online program mm. that I had. And uh, I wanted to basically put the three years that I've invested in myself in personal growth into seven weeks. That's mm. basically what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I'm fine, guys. Yeah, 49 days, but I took three years. But you're going to change seven <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, that is... And it's like... Oh, no, Patty, you, you kind of walk with them. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's so funny you bring that up because you and I are so similar in that. Uh, I'm an Aries, so I'm very fiery, um, and I like to go, <laughs> go, 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 go. And, you yeah. know, uh, a couple of things you brought up really resonated with me. The first one being, um, you know, like the client needs a breakthrough for it to be a successful session. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Mark England talking about that during, I believe yeah. it was level one where he said like, dude, I used to be really intense. Like I wouldn't think that a, uh, a session was successful unless my client cried, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, I used to like push it, you know? And like, yeah. and you know, just like you were just saying, you got to walk before you can run and you got to crawl before you can walk, you know? So, um, one thing I've noticed as of late, is as I've let let go of a lot of my expectations from each session, people end oh. up getting bigger breakthroughs, you know, but they don't come yeah. in the way that I would have assumed because, again, they're different people, you know. So um, by letting go of the expectation of what a breakthrough looks like, I've actually been, you know, allowing my clients to have more breakthroughs uh, in their own fashion, you know, because it'll look different for everyone. Yeah. And that was like a big aha light bulb moment for me. Um, and, you know, mentioning your mother, um, you know, it's funny because my father was, uh, diagnosed with brain cancer too. And 
I went through this same process. You know, I was in uh, school for psychology and in a separate uh, school for cannabis and holistic health at that point. And so I was around people that were really like, you know, they were treating a lot of cancer. Um, you know, they were doing a very different means than the normal radiation chemotherapy surgery route. And yeah. so I became heavily invested in that and I pushed it all my father so much, you know, I was like, do this, do this, do this. Um, yeah. but you know, at the end of the day, you know, they have to want it, you know, they have to want uh-huh. that type of feeling, you know? And, um, so it was very interesting watching all of that happen and getting frustrated, you know, um, just like you were mentioning with your mom, like, and not noticing it, it was unconscious and then leading it over into other areas of my life. Um, and it reminds me of this quote from Hamdas, which is, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, wow, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, like, I'll take nail on the head for 500, please, Ramdas. Thank you very much, you know? <laughs> and, you know, speaking of being in service, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Gandhi's quote, which is, if you yeah. want to find yourself, you know, lose yourself Ooh. in the service of others, you know? And mm. seeing is how you have done just that, I'm curious, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in being of service to others? Yeah, for a long time, I believe that to lead is to serve. And that's mm. definitely from Springfield College mm. because uh, that that school, maybe about 70% of people who graduate from Springfield are in a leadership role because that's what we take pride in. Mm. And it really comes down to like the founding fathers that it's really from the YMCA um, history uh, of serving, right? Of Mm -hmm. being the first ones out there uh, in in moments uh, where, you know, during World War II, um, the one states were the first ones to uh, create those uh, tents or those camps to serve the soldiers. Uh, and it was just, it, it was ingrained in everything I did, especially working with the youth. Mm. And I will say that in, in service, you know, it, it's about, it's it's never about you, like find that language acknowledged. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's really about the community that you're serving. And every community looks different. Mm. So the biggest takeaway in, in meeting different communities, it's to really get the buy-in of the community. Mm. Uh, the community and the, and, and the staff that you have, because um, especially in the YMCA, you know, you have, you have a mission, it's the same mission, um, you know, written down, but how it looks like in every community is absolutely different. Mm. And um, what I've learned in service is that you ha- you got to get the buy-in. You got to be able to gather staff, parents, the, the the school administration, and get them all in a room and find out what they believe. It's well, first of all, it's like clarifying what quality programming is for them. Right? What's the goal? Um, and again, what what's your score? You know, what are the things that that drive you and move you? So, asking questions um, to get the buy-in has been the biggest lesson for me. Like asking questions, asking the why. You know, mm. going back to why superstars when it's out of my company. So, <laughs> so many whys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, serving is. Asking questions, and when you were talking about Mark, uh, the other thing to that story is that he said was 
if I could just add value, if my, if my focus is just adding just a little bit more clarity to somebody, then awesome. You know, or like you said, very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, very cool. I, I, do I, you find yourself saying Mark, Mark uh, phrases when you're coaching? Because oh, I, I catch myself so <laughs> much. Very often. All the time. I'm like, damn you, Mark England. Yeah, I'm sure he'll listen to this too, so he'll get a kick out of this moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, add value. Get the buy-in by asking questions of what your your community wants, and add value. Mm. Um, so this is why I love interviewing people in my YouTube channel because yeah. it's asking questions. Yes. Hey, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? Let me give you the spotlight. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's a good question. Thanks for asking that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like that's my favorite part of doing these interviews too is just asking questions. Like, you know, I have this curiosity about life um that i feel like everyone has you know but i just Mm -hmm. i can't silence it um or rather i can only silence it by acting upon it you know and just asking the questions you know and so it's been a very interesting journey doing this podcast where at first it was terrifying you know like (laughs) it was something that you know as someone who quote unquote was diagnosed with anxiety i of course built stories around that diagnosis and you know really just kind of unconsciously told myself what I could and could not do with my life. And so these past three years have been breaking out of that. But the last year specifically has been obliterating it, right? Like just like, oh, am I scared of that? Okay, I'm going towards it, you know? And <laughs> and so it's just been such a beautiful journey. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like finding out what makes other people tick and, you know, finding out ways that they get through life, you know, especially people that are just having success or in the interested in the same things I am, um, like you, yeah. you know, like, like that's one <laughs> of the coolest parts of getting to, uh, interview all the enlisted coaches is, you know, there's so many commonalities between all of us, but there's also so many differences that are really cool, you know, like, um, I've been known to always bring things back to food. So in the spirit of who I normally am, it's almost like, you know, uh, every person you meet is their own chili, right? And, and, and with. You are definitely in Mexico. Yes, guilty as charged, you know? <laughs> and like every time I meet, like, cause I love chili, right? If anyone's listening that knows mm-hmm. me, they know my love affair for chili, right? So when you meet someone, and especially someone who's similar to you, right? It's like a different chili mm-hmm. that you've never tried, right? Maybe they put pumpkin in theirs or maybe they put like, you know, uh, different beans in theirs, right? And so getting yeah. to try on, you know, their flavor is just so fun. You know, it's like, it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I like that analogy. Ah, thank awesome. you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple more that I'll throw at you through the episode, you know, fingers crossed anyway, you know, they come up here and there, you know, so I'll throw them at you, <laughs> but. You know, good. I'm all, I'm all for analogy. Oh, yes. So we're going to, we, we, this is one of the million reasons I knew we'd get along famously, Patty. <laughs> Just another amazing way that we're so similar, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah. one other thing I noticed about you to talk about similarities, um, you know, that I noticed about you right away after first meeting you in and lifted was just how dedicated you are to your own development. Right. And that's something mm-hmm. that I share, you know, like for, I don't exactly know why, like I can, you know, I can make some guesses and I could probably dive into it, uh, take out the soft talk. I could dive into it and find out. Um, 
but I like it being a mystery. I don't know why, but you know, when did you first become interested in going for the gold in your life? You know, I I know you mentioned when you were in New York and you heard that song, this house, and you were like, I'm going to change the world. What prompted that? Was it something that you had felt, uh, you know, from a young age or did it, you know, develop over time? I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a part uh, right in front of my house in Peru. Mm-hmm. And um, this park is special to me because, um, so I had all these side walks that would lead to this beautiful garden in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And on the sides, on, like, on the path that leads to the garden, um, they will have a lot of bushes uh, just along the path as I walk to the garden. And so <laughs> what I used to do, I used to pretend that I was in a huge stadium and I was gonna run to the stage where the garden was and I will high five the bushes, Ryan. <laughs> like, you know, like that, those were the people that were reaching out and I was just high five and I get to the middle and I just dance. And that was like my thing. And, and I wasn't too young. You might think, oh, how cute. Maybe she was five. <laughs> no, I think I was like seven or eight. That's awesome. <laughs> that time um it, no it's it's been with me um ever since i mean i don't know if you know who menudo is that's that's mm-hmm. a, it was a they were like a boys band from yep. puerto rico yeah and uh so i was highly impacted by music as a, as a you know growing up and my dad my dad's um He's very eclectic in, in, in the sense like he does sports, he dances, you know, like I always look up to my dad and um, he has that personality. He walks in like he, he really thinks he's a superstar, right? Mm. Like he, he wears the scars and the glasses. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like a fashionista. And so, uh, so it was there from a, as a child. Mm. Um, but as far as like developing myself, um, it probably began when I joined a MLM uh, called Primerica, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if you know about them. So I, it was um, a company, a merge between Citigroup and Travelers, okay. where we help people with their finances, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really to sell short-term insurance. And so this this company had um, guests like Tony Robbins at a lot of the conferences, and I'm literally 17 or 18, right? You know, I was my freshman year in college, and um, I was highly impacted by just the, the, especially Tony Robbins, like seeing him on stage and really experiencing the whole, the music and, and people jumping up and down. And I was like, I want some of what they're doing or having. I mean, I want this, right? And so it probably did start to me with Tony Robbins, um, his tape on unleashing the power within. That, that's probably where it all began. And then reading a lot of personal growth books. After that, it really became about seven habits of highly effective people. I got really, um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to grow and probably did start with Primerica. I was surrounded by people who were making more than six figures who had a really high interest in me. And I was surrounded by successful people. So I was like, well, if I, want to imitate your lifestyle when I, I want to know what you do and the one thing that everyone 
and the pain had was personal growth, right? And it was reading. It was um, just diving into investing in, in your own growth. So I, I, will, I will give the credit to Primerica, and I, I always do. And, and Tony Robbins has been a big influence anyway. Uh, for me, I stopped listening to him for a few years, but he's certainly the first person that inspired that. You know, it was, it was the way he, the way, how he managed, <laughs> like, people, you know, like an audience that I was highly fascinated <laughs> by, by Tony Robbins for sure. You know, it's funny you mentioned Tony Robbins too, because like, what a goat that guy is, right? Like, he's just, he is the goat. Like, I mean, to be doing this, like, you know, he was doing coaching back before anyone even knew what coaching was, right? So like, you know, and he's like, you know, a lot of people think he's cheesy, you know, and, and I get it. Like, you know, he's mainstream and whatnot, but that guy is pretty incredible. Like he does the, those fire walks. I don't know if he ever did one of those at your uh, conference, but like he literally teaches people how to walk across like ridiculously hot coals and he does it like, and it's like in person. Um, you know, yeah. one of, one of my gurus, uh, Paul check, you know, he talks very highly of Tony, you know, and he's like, listen, okay. dude, that guy, that guy's for real. You know, like he, he really knows his shit. You know, he just, he's mainstream. So a lot of people think he's like, you know, a bullshit artist and stuff, but yeah, he's incredible, you know, and he's, just, just yeah. hearing the story is amazing, you know, he's definitely not your guru and everyone's got to watch on Netflix because most people think he's a motivational speaker and he's, uh, he's more than that. And mm-hmm. I actually did walk on fire, Ryan. You did it? Yep, 2018. Wow. Uh, I took, it was, I took at that time, it was my sister and my husband and Tony for the first time was going to be in, uh, New Jersey. And I was like, okay, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, like okay. I, I gotta go. I yeah. gotta go. And, uh, um, yeah, so talk about affirmations and the power of the spoken word and, and what you tell yourself. That, that's actually where it started. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad for that because that was the opening for Mark England. I call him Mark, Marky Mark for some reason. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call him that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Mark in a funky, uh, hell yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's your, that's your guy, right? From your state. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 You know, it's funny. Um, we have Wahlburgers here too. So it's like pretty funny that you brought that up, you know, cause he's everywhere around here, you know, and, uh, people <laughs> yeah. either love him or hate him, you know? So I, I, I like him. I think he's cool, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to call Mark yeah. that. When I go to his house in Virginia this week, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, Marky Mark." He's gonna be like, "Don't ever yeah. do that again." <laughs> and he's into the '90s. Marky yeah. is into the into the early '90s. Him and I can relate uh, in that. So I love it. I love it. So yeah. yeah. But walking on fire is an experience that I will totally recommend for people because you, um, yeah, you go in saying, "Yeah, no, this part I'm skip, right? I'm gonna probably just." make an excuse or something. <laughs> when, when you have thousands of people screaming, yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's really weird. Like I, we are in this, not in a, yeah. in, in, in the sense that you, I never had felt supported by other people's voices. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, we listen to our own, but when, when it's a whole auditorium saying yes, uh, walking in the streets of Newark, New Jersey, uh, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, 
it's it's equally funny too when you're in the northeast where everyone's like usually so like man fuck off you know and miserable so like when you have a bunch of people cheering yes and supporting you in new jersey you're like this is odd and different you know <laughs> yep yep <laughs> you know, it and, does work to have it's like a tribe right you feel yeah, like you feel yeah. that support yeah sure. definitely and you know i really appreciate that you brought up that beginning of that MLM because, you know, you are the collection of the five people you choose to spend your time with, right? The five people you, uh, you know, spend the most time with. And what uh-huh. it sounds like is that you chose your tribe like very wisely and consciously so that you could, uh, embody what they had because they were making an impact, you know, on people's lives. And so, you know, you saw it at an early age, like, Hey, if I want to make an impact, um, I should surround myself with people that have already gone through the process of making an impact so I can save time, which again is the most valuable resource to bring in full circle, you know, and that's like, you know, one of the things I've been really tuning into as of late and like just going to where people that I resonate with are. And that's why the last, you know, three months of my life, I've just been a whirlwind, you know, from Virginia to Colorado to Martha's Vineyard to San Diego to Mexico, back to San Diego, then to Oregon, now to Virginia again, then to uh, Austin. You know, it's like, you know, you just have to go like you know, buy the ticket, take the ride. You know, that's like my, one of my yeah. favorite sayings, you know? And again, it's like, it comes from the heart, you know, like, ah, well, my heart tells me a yes, I listen, you know, cause I know that's coming from a deeper source of wisdom, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you did all, all of this in a pandemic. Yes. 2020. Yes. 2020. You. Right. You know, it's funny, um, <laughs> because I noticed, I, I noticed a couple of things right now, having like talked to so many people on, multiple different fronts, like a million different coaches, right? Having done the podcast and also just going out and meeting people in person, leading retreats. And okay. one thing I've noticed is that there's two types of people right now, right? There's uh, the type that's like, oh my God, this is the worst year ever. This is terrifying. And they're really scared, you know? And I, and I feel them okay. on that. You know, I'm not judging or anything. I feel them on that, right? Um, there's been yeah. a lot of, you know, just scary things that have happened this year, right? But at this huh? point, right, like, you know, of course, when this all first started, we were kind of all in that boat of like, what the hell's going on? But there's w- something I've noticed that's happened over the last uh, however long since this started, right? Like eight months, whatever it's been, nine months, where yep. a lot of a lot of people now and my I'm included in this bunch, too, now are looking objectively at our subjective realities and are saying, you know, honestly, this has been the best year of our lives, you know, and mm-hmm. It's because it forced me to, um, to get way outside of my comfort zone. Like I'm talking way outside of my comfort zone. I'm someone who I'm very social, like almost like I, I need it. I feed off of it. Right. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm usually going to concerts every weekend. I'm always hanging out with friends. I'm doing a lot of stuff. So when this pandemic first happened, I mean, up until about July, I was really just like by myself or with Rachel. Um, and that's it, you know? So, uh, until the test became more available and I knew I could kind of go outside of my comfort zone and, you know, get out more yeah. and travel more again. So, you know, that was a really challenging time for me, you know, and for a lot of people that are used to having a lot of social activity. Um, some of my oh, friends, really? yeah, some of my friends that are more antisocial were like, this is, that was the best part, you know, like, I don't have to go anywhere, you know, and, and I get that too, you know? So, uh, it's funny. How, my husband. Yeah. 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 It's Rachel too. Like Rachel was like, Oh my God, like I loved this and I'm like dying. I'm like, please give me a stage, you know, like, and, yeah. uh, but it's funny, you know, like I've noticed, uh, especially at this point, you know, like I was having a conversation with Lance Davis, um, at, yeah. uh, his house after the retreat and he's like, dude, 
I know this year has been crazy, but this has been the best fucking year of my life. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, I wholeheartedly agree. And we just shared a really awesome moment, shared some space and just talked about it. And yeah, like I'm so grateful for everything that's happened this year, you know, and, and it's really just perspective. Like the way I see it is like this year is going to happen regardless, right? Like you, but, but Uh what is, what is able to be done is how to change how you look at it, you know, and to look for the, the hidden gems, the lessons in all of this, you know? And, you know, speaking of lessons, uh, and gems that, which are lessons, uh, I'm curious, you know, what have, what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned this year, you know, with going through the pandemic, with, you know, having to, you know, just deal with all of that. What's some of the biggest lessons you've uh, taken back with you? Yeah. Well, um, for Jimmy and I, this year started with a miscarriage mm. and that, that was something where I realized that I, in, in after that incident that I mentioned at 20 a.m., waking up not feeling my left arm, that was the beginning also of, you know, trying to find out what's, what's going on with me, you know, as far as my body and what led me to nutritional therapy. And then nutritional therapy led me to asking questions, okay, why do people not have time? Uh, time led me to mark, right? Led me to story work. And, um, that when we got pregnant, that was a time where I pulled away from everything that I was doing. I was basically in the hustle, and I'm sure you know the hustle, mm-hmm. in my office, um, doing YouTube, doing this you know, trying to get on social media. And when we became pregnant, I was for the first time able to sit in my living room, read. And my husband was like, I never thought that I would not see Patricia Kelly, because that's what he called me, (laughs) not in her office, right? Um, and, And so 2020 started with, um, first of all, the fact that, wow, I can unplug, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. if you have any of my five best friends, I'm always on. Patty's on the hustle app. Patty's the entrepreneur. Patty <laughs> has a great, uh, she has another idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's me. And um, for us, it started, for me personally, it was like, wow, I am able to unplug because I realized that a lot of times we keep ourselves busy when we don't want to deal with a real question that we have. Mm. And so 2020 started with me with, what was the biggest question for me? And the question was, can I get pregnant? Because for eight, nine years, we've been trying to have a family and the answer, and God God basically answered. It's like, Mm. yes, yes, you're (laughs) pregnant. Like, you're (laughs) work, you know, and, um, when we went through the miscarriage, my, my husband, like, usually he's the introvert and the grump, right? I'm the extrovert and, like, really happy. <laughs> and when that happened, obviously, I was not happy. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very painful experience. But my husband was like, I was like, babe, your oven works and my juice works. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, that's awesome. <laughs> And this is like my grumpy husband being really excited. And I'm like, whoa, you know, so like we, we change roles and uh, you really allowing my, myself to, to go through the, you know, the grieving and, 
and, and continue to be at home. And, you know, at the time, I'm still, I'm at that time still after level one and Mark's talking about level two. And, uh, so I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm in this journey. You know, I'm going to keep going and, um, and just being able to, to know when that time comes. So for me, 2020 started with answering my biggest question. I had no idea. I was busy in the hustle. The real question was, well, Patty, can you have a child? Are you able to get pregnant? And, um, and so when 2020 came, guess what all my clients and my friends and family had? What? They had time, Ryan. They had <laughs> so much time. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am, like I've been preaching the last three years about self-care and time and energy and all this. And people still had it, um, but it goes deeper than that. There's most people keep themselves busy when they're not really facing that question, that deep question that they have. So to me, reflecting on that is really big. And, and funny enough, today, I, I, uh, Kayla and I, we, we, we do, uh, coaching sessions on each other. Mm. This is KG, Kayla Becker. So shout yeah. out to Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and today was my session and we, did so many stories, Ryan, that mm. I left trembling. Like, uh, should I reschedule it, Ryan? Because I'm <laughs> feeling like the biggest mess. Oh my like, God, that's my, too funny. My heart's on the table, you know. And, <laughs> and but but really, it just came down to like at the end of the session, you know, to really be able to connect back to the beginning. You know, like, wait a minute. Wow, I didn't know I still want to have a family. That's still at the heart of the hustle. Yes, I want to impact the world. Yes, I want my YouTube to, you know, to make an impact and, and, and have a real community. Um, but honestly, I really do want to lead by example with my family, right? Like, that is some, that is a goal. Like, it's okay to say it. And I have no idea, first of all, I was going to say this in <laughs> your podcast today. <laughs> um, but um, it really was a question that I was faced with today, you know, this morning during my my session. And um, it, it kind of like closed our circle. It started in January. And I know we're in... It's October already. <laughs> yeah. So um, this this really, you know, being able to reflect has been the biggest lesson that 2020 uh, has gifted me with. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. And, you know, I love that because that's been something that's been a huge lesson for me as well is just being able to reflect and being able to have the time to ask myself the hard questions. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because um, I had been working at a job for four years that started out as like my passion, you know, because I I'm huge into plant medicines. Um, and, you know, when I first got started in cannabis, it was really for the mission. You know, it was like for helping people yeah. and for all the right reasons. And then we got taken over by a soulless corporation, like happens with a lot of companies that just became like, you know, pretty much your number and, you know, yada, yada and all that stuff. But um, yeah. so I was feeling very like, you know, just lost right in December. And, um, I started highly optimized and made a post and Mark found it and reached out to me 
and was like, hey, we need to hop on a call. And I was like, oh, my God, like Mark England, because I had heard him on a podcast. Right. And so uh, so he was like, listen, like, are you a coach already? And I was like, yeah, totally. hundred percent. Like I had taken a Paul check class and I had no idea what coaching was. But I was like, fucking Mark England. I'm going to say, yeah, of course. Right. So. He's like, well, I'd really like to get you in the program. You know, I think you'd be a great fit. Um, you know, you're made for this ship, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I committed, you know, I used all the money I had and I committed. And, uh, right. I also signed up for another coaching certification at the same time. And, uh, I was following my heart, you know, and uh-huh. little did I know quarantine was going to happen I'm, uh, like two weeks later. And so wow. I had, I then had all the time in the world to start my business, right? <laughs> I quit my job. Yeah. Uh, I was able to get out of there. And so like, it's funny how that time to reflect, um, I asked myself a lot of hard questions, you know, and I had some great coaching sessions with like Doug Pillar and, and Mark and, and, uh, really got down to the fact of like, you know, I am a medicine man, you know, that's what I do. And I use my voice as part of my medicine, you know, and, um, and it's just, it's been such an incredible year. And that's why, you know, like I said, like it's seriously been the best year of my life. And, you know, I, I just am so grateful and fortunate that I was able to tune into my heart, you know, and now I get the opportunity to teach other people how to tune into their heart, you know, and discover their own greatness, you know, because, you know, one of the best descriptions of coaching I ever heard from Sean Lazio was we are the key that allows people to unlock their own greatness, you know, and uh, that's just so badass, you know, I was like, damn, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, it's super powerful, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm curious, too, because, you know, being an entrepreneur is no easy feat, as we both know. Um, however, you're clearly, you know, you've clearly discovered a system that has allowed you to not only make an impact, but also to do it sustainably, right? Like we've talked about. And I'm curious, you know, what are some of the daily practices you partake in in order to cultivate the required energy necessary to wake up and commit to your mission day in and day out? Yes. Miracle morning. How, how, mm. wow. That book is a game changer. Um, So for me, yeah, just following, um, well, it changes during the season. So for the fall, Jimmy and I go on a walk. That's the first thing we do when we wake up. Mm. Um, And then I do yoga, uh, I then journal, uh, and then head over to my garage where I set up my archery. Um, um, I practice archery, and so I do that. And while I do archery, do my affirmations. So the affirmations either that I work with Mark or with other people. Um, and then after that, shower, change, and then get to my office. But um, in, in that is something, my miracle morning, it's something I will not give away to, I mean, for, for anything really, because it, it does set my morning. So for me, my mornings are, are important for that because I... I get to set my intention and doing that with affirmation, it's, uh, and it's not, and you know, it's not the affirmations like, you're beautiful, you're great, yay, we change the world, you know, mm. but it's the ones that are accurate, you know, the ones that hit home. Um, so yeah, so walking, journaling, uh, and this is when I have my time with God too, read my Bible. So that's, that's, that's definitely very important for me. Um, and then, you know, and doing all that before getting to my, to my office. So, um, that's, that's at the heart every single day. And that, that doesn't change. Obviously in the, in the winter, <laughs> I don't go up with Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, but, but yoga is still, 
if I were to choose on one thing that I do, um, even when I'm traveling, because I, I, I'm not able to do ultra when I travel, but mm. yoga, my five-minute yoga, it's um, has been a game changer for me because um, even before uh, language, that was my affirmation part, like to really appreciating my breath, to really appreciating um, every part of my body, right, as, as I'm going through the five minutes. Um, and I don't know if you know Yoga uh, with Adrian. She has a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, I've heard of She's her, yeah. Austin, Austin, Texas. She is awesome. My goodness. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. Um, I hope that one day you have her in your show. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to geek out. We're going to manifest that together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's so awesome. Yeah, so yoga and journaling are something I've been doing for, for a really long time, and um, even when I'm traveling, that's something I don't I don't I don't change that yeah. <laughs> for anything in the world because as we were talking, like reflection is really important. Yeah. And, um, like, and I'm an extrovert, so uh, another form of talking is writing mm. <laughs> for me, yes. and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and if I'm in, let's say we're in a conference or a retreat, I, you know, and it's really early, early in the morning, no one's going to wake up like at the same time that I do. My husband doesn't. Now he is, which, shout out to you, honey, when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Whoop, whoop. Um, exactly, exactly. Uh, my Hanito. Yeah. Hanito is a mixture of honey and guido. So oh my god! My that is amazing. I'm totally using that. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark actually it happened at a call with Mark because I thought he said, "How's your Hanito?" Mm. I was like, "Did you say Hanito?" He's like, "No." I said, "How is your honey?" Because I mentioned some. I always call my husband Honey. Yeah. And he's like, "That's it." We're calling your husband Hanito for the rest of our lives from this <laughs> point forward. <laughs> so he's been a Hanito for a long time. <laughs> That's what I love about Mark is like, you know, once he discovers something, um, he'll never let it go. And I love that. Like, uh, I was talking to Ashley Bloodsoe this last weekend and, um, she had, at one point, she had, like, I forget the exact story, but she had this short that said, uh, this shirt that said floor fucker. And so he now calls her floor fucker, uh, floor fucker for life, you know? And, uh, I thought that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's just, that's one of the million reasons. It Mark becomes a ritual. Yes. It's like yes. a ritual. He, he yes. changed rituals. It's a hazing. It's like how I was called Ryan Notwalla for a while, you know? Exactly. It's like he's got to, he's got to kind of gauge what kind of thick skin you have or what kind of thin skin, depending, you know? And I never even batted yeah. an eyelash. I was like, whatever. You want to call me Ryan Notwalla? It's fine, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about things that allow us to cultivate energy, right? And with that okay. energy, for everyone listening, like these are the things that, you know, are going to allow you to go out and create your own greatness, right? And yeah. so, mm -hmm. yeah, so speaking of that greatness, you know, knowing every entrepreneur has a goal or goals that he or she has on their radar, I'm curious to hear what your main goal is for the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that, that was the question of today's session. Yeah. And um, for it to hold on to 
one vehicle and I have chosen YouTube and I know I'm in a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right> yeah <now. laughs> and my husband and I do have a podcast however uh, YouTube and there's something about video and music that really calls me and um, generally that like my experience it's something that I'm focusing for the next 12 months I after <clears throat> reflecting this morning um, you know, making videos for me is part of the new journey that I already have set myself for the next like 10 years in a sense of really um, sharing with the world um, stories uh, and, and I'm talking people's journeys, right? Mm-hmm. Like bringing people to the, to the, to our YouTube channel and then sharing my own journey. That's powerful in itself. Mm. You know, like at first I'm like, oh, what, what do I create? And it's really switching to what can I share? What part of my journey am I going to share now to be more present? Because uh, for the past four years, I was given a lot of content of what I already had learned Mm. as a past tense. Mm -hmm. And I really want to switch to what I'm, currently learning Mm. and so sharing or documenting that in video it's something that I want to put my energy so and I'm I'm constantly evolving so why not take people in that journey and allow other people to share theirs that that's actually at the end of the day like speaking with you right now this I always tell my husband when I'm either in an interview or I'm facilitating a workshop when I'm around people, I'm like, I could die today. Yes. I'm done. (laughs) This is it. I I mean, I'm living life to the fullest. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, uh, for sure. It's funny you mentioned that too, because when I was on vacation, um, you know, it was like almost like I, I was like looking out in the universe. I was like, I think I'm breaking the perfect day calculator. Like every day is getting better than the last day. And like, so when I was in San Diego, like we hung out with Doug Pillar, we went all around. We did a, like a late night, uh, get stoned and take beach cruisers down to the beach and ride around and get sushi on the beach. It was like, this can't get any better. And the next day we go to Mexico and we're like hunting our own peyote in the mountains. I'm like, this can't get any better. And like, then we're in Tulum and like Mayan ruins. I'm like, how much better can it get? Right. Like, and it was just (laughs) so funny, you know? And like, and, and I agree, like, you know, one of the coolest parts about, you know, having a podcast and, and serving in this way is that just like you, like we're evolving, right? And so we are a mm-hmm. process, not an outcome. Yeah. And so we can yeah. share our evolutionary process. And as we were talking about before, uh, we started recording, like, you know, what this podcast has become for me is a platform for me to, you know, share, uh, not only my journey, but, uh, you know, a bunch of other people's journeys. And what yeah. it comes down to is like, buy the ticket, take the ride, have trust in yourself, have faith in yourself. And, you know, you either win or learn so long as you try, right? So, you know, there are so many people out there that are stuck in the nine to five grind and they don't want that, right? Some people like that. That's cool. But a lot of people don't. And what I'm trying to do with this or what I am doing with this channel is I'm showing people like it is two 
inches away from you. Like you were so close to having the reality of whatever you want. You just have to go out and take it, you know, and make it yours. And so I, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you being yet another amazing example of what happens when you decide to have trust in yourself, you know, and you decide to, you know, have fear be face everything and rise, not forget everything and run, you know? So yeah, I commend you on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Life's a marathon. So, yes. Yes. Um, I'm glad to be with you and all the enlisters. Like, yeah. I keep thanking Mars. I'm like, thank you. This, this is my tribe. I've been yes. searching and searching and look at this. You know, like we do have a lot of things in common and we, we have a passion for making an impact and we care about people. Mm. We do. I'm, I'm so grateful. I, I could hear, I mean, when I hear your intros, those are my favorite. Like, I, I could go <laughs> down to your podcast just listen to the intros. Uh, thank you. <laughs> They're literally the best. You know, they're my favorite part to do too. And, you know, it's fun because, um, I love like showing other people, like reminding them of what they've done, you know, because as you and I have both learned and lifted, like, you know, people, including us, like we don't celebrate our wins enough, you know? So Mm -hmm. I take a lot of pride in doing the intros because they allow me to remind other people of what they've done, you know? And I think that's so special. Um, and I just, I love it, you know? And, and, yeah, you know, and like it's just it's, it's a level two intro. Yes, it's a, it's hell yeah, it's a, a hot opener. Intro. Yeah, it's a hot opener, you know. And <laughs> yes. and it was funny because once I took level two, I was like, Oh shit, like I already get where this is going. So it was cool to build upon that with level two and really just mm-hmm. knock it out of the park, you know, and uh and same with the outros too, you know, like really allowing it to come full circle and so people can share that journey with all of us that are embarking on each episode. And you know, I'm just, again, so grateful to have so many amazing people in the tribe that I can have on here. Um, and you're totally right. Like this tribe of like enlifted training camp, strong coach, like it's just, it's incredible, you know, like, um, you know, it's, it's funny that in the three months that I've been like really meeting a lot of these people in person, I've had more experiences with certain people like Danny Rios, for instance, than I have mm-hmm. with like some of my friends that I've known my whole life. You know, like I went yeah. from Virginia where we went deep over there. Then we went to Colorado, went even deeper. Um, and then we went to Mexico, you know, and it's just like, you know, I shared more adventures with him than I have with a lot of my friends that I've known forever. And that's not to like, mm-hmm. you know, diss my friends I've known forever or anything. It's just incredibly um, powerful when you really realize that time really is illusionary, you know, like you can have someone uh-huh. who you felt like you've known your whole life in three months, you know? Um, and so yeah. that's what I feel like with every single person, including you in lifted, you know? So thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. You know, Patricia, I've had such a blast chatting with you and getting to share your journey with all the listeners. Where can I send people to find you, connect with you, and learn from you? Yes. My hub is at my website. <laughs> and that's uh, www.ysuperstars.com. Awesome. And that's the letter Y, S-U-P-E-R-S-T-A-R-S.com. Mm. And the answer is because you are. So you'll see it. The question <laughs> is right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is this Absolutely. Is... This has been such an amazing interview, but we're not done yet. I have one more question for you. Yeah. And that question is, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Patricia Kelly Zito suggest that change be? Take five minutes in the morning first things to journal. Mm. Journal, journal. 
reflect. Yes. Five minutes of reflection in the morning. Absolutely. I second that. You know, guys, uh, by journaling in the morning, you create more mental real estate that you can then go mm-hmm. out and fill up with fun new things. And then you can journal those down at night. You know, journaling is such an <laughs> incredible thing and it's helped me uh, tremendously in my own journey. So, yes, that is an amazing tip. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Journaling and uh, I'll tell you more about it. I'm, I'm creating a what I call a journal, which is a journal slash planner mm. that I've been working on for three years. And I've been actually using it for, for myself and soon it will be ready to, to go out there and be shared with others. So I'm very passionate about that. Yeah, journaling is key. That's super cool. Well, I want one of those journals as soon as they're out. Like, that's exactly what I need. You know, like I like both, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like kill two birds in one stone or get two birds stoned at once. Either way you want to look at it, you know, so I love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And guys, you know, as I stated in the show, you know, from the first moment I met Patricia during our level two class of the lifted training system. I knew she was not only dedicated to being of service to those around her, but that she had also put in a ton of work to get her to where she is today. Patricia is an invaluable resource to anyone dealing with challenges in the realms of nutrition and development, and is an absolute wealth of info waiting to assist you in your journey. So do yourselves a favor right now and hit that follow button on IG, subscribe to her YouTube channel, because you are not going to want to miss all the amazing content she has in store for you. Patricia, thank you so much again for hanging out with us today. And until next time, journey well, be well, much love over your way. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. 
So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.